This is a Giving Thought podcast from the Charities Aid Foundation's think tank, Giving Thought. listening to the Giving Thought podcast. This is the podcast from CAF's think tank, Giving Thought, in which we look at big issues and themes relating to philanthropy and civil society. I'm your host, as ever, Rod Davis, uh, and this week uh, we don't have an interviewee, although we've got some great ones lined up uh, to come over the next few weeks, um, so stay tuned for those. Um, so this week I want to do one of those shorter episodes where I just run through, uh, in this case, something that's been in the news, um, and just kind of pick out some of the interesting aspects of it and see how they relate to kind of wider themes about philanthropy. So the the uh, particular piece of news in question, as you may not be surprised to find out, is the announcement uh, that the world's richest man, Jeff Bezos, or Bezos, I'm never quite sure which one, but I think I'm going to go with Bezos here, but Jeff Bezos announced that he was giving uh, $10 billion to establish the, the Bezos Earth Fund um, to address the global climate crisis. Um, and this was an announcement, as we'll, we'll discuss in a minute, that he made uh, directly on his own Instagram account, um, not accompanied, also as we'll discuss more by vast amount of detail, but did obviously catch the eye of many people around the world and generated a lot of sort of column inches subsequently in people saying good or bad things about it and analysing you know what it might mean um, and trying to kind of pick out some of the details, which is what I'm going to try and do today. Um, so I want to break this down into into a few different things and kind of pick up on different aspects of the announcement. Um, so I think the first thing to do is just set a bit of uh, a scene in terms of the background context that I think is kind of relevant to some of the questions about where this sits within you know Jeff Bezos's wider activities his kind of philanthropic track record uh, and helps to explain uh, to some extent kind of the the reaction to it in in many places so as i said bezos is the wealthiest person in the world at the moment i mean he's kind of tends to go slightly backwards and forwards with another very big uh, philanthropist, Bill Gates, um, probably not much more noted philanthropist, really. Um, and uh, at the moment, though, currently Bezos's estimated worth is somewhere in the region of around $120 billion. And he's been up there for a while. I think he was the first person ever on the Forbes wealth list or whatever to become a centre billionaire, so to to have his wealth um, exceed $100 billion. Um, and I think it's worth saying that it's, it's easy to kind of band around words like billionaire you know as if it's kind of interchangeable with millionaire and there isn't much of a difference but I mean there's a kind of fundamental qualitative or kind of category difference between the two um, and actually I think it's it's quite hard to get your head around what it actually means for somebody to be a billionaire um, and I'd certainly recommend you know if you want to, to get some uh, sense of how you'd visualize that there's lots of good examples on the internet of people kind of coming up with analogies or doing I think there was a video I saw on TikTok the other day um, which uh, somebody counting out kind of grains of rice um, into piles to, to make this point which was quite compelling and there's lots of other ones so I think it's worth doing that to give you a sense of what we're really talking about there. 
apart from his wealth, Bezos's uh, kind of previous track record when it comes to philanthropy or charitable giving is pretty patchy, actually, which is, you know, one of the reasons that this announcement, I think, got um, so much attention. Previously, Bezos has been primarily kind of criticised for his, his overt lack of philanthropy or giving, or when he has done it, um, the fact that he sort of seemed to be doing it in a slightly lacklustre fashion. He announced a few years ago, I think now sort of 18 months, two years ago, um, sort of previous big launch of um, of his kind of philanthropic ambitions. Um, and that was smaller in scale. I think it was somewhere around, you know, still big. That was kind of $100 million or something. And actually, people variously criticised him for the scale of it. Um, but also the way in which he went about doing it seemed to be sort of strangely unsystematic in that he kind of would put out a call on Twitter basically kind of asking people for ideas of what he should give to and ended up focusing on homelessness and a couple of other things so quite largely localised around the Bay Area which people thought was odd and then actually subsequent efforts to kind of keep track of where those pledges have actually gone have you know have thrown up the fact that there may not be quite as much kind of action to match that rhetoric as one might hope. Um, so the, the kind of the context that that we'd sit in when this this announcement came out the other day is that Bezos is sort of seen as someone whose uh, whose kind of position and views on philanthropy are you know don't put him at the at the forefront of these things. On that, he also you know other kind of notable things. I mean, one is that he uh, refused uh, to sign the giving pledge, or you know even if he hasn't overtly refused, he, he clearly hasn't done it. Um, and this was made more apparent by the fact that his now former wife. Um, Mackenzie Bezos, who um, they got divorced last year, and she got a very large settlement that I think now puts her independently as one of the sort of 50 richest people in the world in her own right. One of the first things she did after that was to go off and sign uh, the giving pledge quite pointedly herself, um, thereby sort of making the point that actually, you know, maybe it was Jeff that had stopped them doing it as a couple before. Um, So that kind of, you know, people often ask questions about, you know, why he hasn't done that. And, you know, we've discussed the giving pledge before on on the podcast. I don't necessarily think everybody does have to sign it but obviously it kind of raises some questions if you're not signing it and then don't separately have some sort of rationale for why not or clear sort of sense of your own philanthropic plans and then the other thing which I guess you know everybody's aware of is that Bezos and the the company he owns Amazon are you know far from uncontroversial in in many different aspects so there are ongoing questions about the way in which Amazon structures its tax affairs and in order to kind of minimize its uh, tax payments in various countries in which operates lots of questions about the working conditions for people in amazon warehouses and delivery drivers and these sorts of things and its kind of attitude towards labor rights lots of questions about um, amazon's environmental impact as a company which we'll we'll come on to a bit later which are obviously very relevant um, to this new announcement um, but i mean around things like the way in which amazon deals with packaging for its uh, for its deliveries you know the, the huge amount of logistics and transport it obviously needs to do to get those packages around. Um, I mean, also other things like people have criticised it for providing cloud computing services to companies in the fossil fuel and extractive industries. So, you know, cloud computing is actually a very big part of what Amazon does these days. And even beyond that, people have pointed out, um, and, and not just, I should say, critics from outside Amazon, increasingly there are sort of growing calls from groups of um, employees within the company kind of calling the leadership to account for, for some of these things. And they've pointed out that it's not necessarily even that Amazon itself doesn't act in the most environmentally friendly way, but actually the company has made donations to 
think tanks and research institutes that take a pretty hard climate change denial line and that's you know seen to be um you know really problematic so i think putting all that that context in place let's move on now to have a think about the announcement itself and kind of how it was made and and what that might tell us so i think one of the interesting things about this well the first thing i think maybe that's interesting is the timing you know why is this suddenly come out now um some people have pointed out that it's probably not coincidental that it was about a day before a big um, documentary uh, by the Frontline series about Amazon's uh, employment practices and other things was about to come out. So a cynic might say, or not even necessarily a cynic, anyone who's paying attention might say, at least in part, this is designed to kind of preempt an additional wave of criticism by getting out some good news about Jeff Bezos um, uh, and his company. I think one of the other things that, that I think is really interesting about this is the fact that the announcement was not made to the traditional media, but it was made directly on an Instagram page. Um, I mean, this this is not necessarily a new development for Bezos. I mean, as I said, as I mentioned before, his previous efforts in philanthropy involved him putting out a call on Twitter and doing things in that way. But I sort of wonder whether it reflects a desire on Bezos's part um, and potentially, you know, increasingly on the part of other big money philanthropists to try and kind of bypass some of the traditional media media to avoid that criticism and scrutiny and instead speak directly to the public and um, perhaps because they see sort of populist politicians like um, Donald Trump and others so successfully using media like Twitter to speak directly to people and kind of bypass many of the traditional mechanisms of, of gatekeeping in society uh, and actually you know if if one of your concerns as a uh, as a big donor is that you are able to retain control of your own message and you want to speak directly to a certain group of people or just to the you know the population as a whole it might be very appealing to do that so I wonder whether we'll see more of that kind of thing um I guess another thing on the announcement you know that's worth noting and I alluded to it before is you know there's not a lot of detail in it but you know one thing that is apparent is that it wasn't an announcement that this money was being given now it was an announcement of an intention to do it in the future so it essentially had the nature of a pledge and we've talked on the the past uh, on the podcast about some of the issues around philanthropic pledges versus versus actual donations and the the last point to make on the announcement itself i think is that as i've said there were virtually no details about what is actually to be done with the money and the kind of methods uh, of philanthropy that are going to be used um and ben soskis a previous guest on the podcast, podcast wrote a good piece that i'll link to um in the the show notes making the point that you know it seemed very much as though the manner of this announcement was designed to maximize publicity but at the same time to minimize the opportunities for scrutiny and that's that's sort of quite problematic. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the first section. In the next section, I want to go on and kind of think about what it means specifically that Bezos has chosen the climate crisis as his cause in this instance, and also try and pick out what we do know about the approach that he might take and what we don't know and some of the questions we might want to ask about that. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so we're back. So yeah, what I want to think about first is what does it mean in this instance and what kind of lessons can we take from the fact that Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man, is making his first really truly big foray into philanthropy and he's chosen the climate uh, and the kind of climate change and the global climate crisis, as you know many kind of quite reasonably call it at this point in time, as as his major cause. Um, I mean, in, in some ways, I suppose it's it's very obvious, um, you know, there's, there has been a, such an increase 
increase in kind of public awareness of the urgency of issues around climate in the last couple of years that actually even if someone like Bezos came out and chose another cause it's quite possible people would sort of ask questions about why he wasn't prioritizing climate or whether he was also going to be doing things on climate so in some ways it's quite an obvious issue to go big on at this point in time but then the flip side of that is that in some ways in terms of philanthropy it's it's not as obvious as you'd think because despite the urgency of uh, of climate issues and the fact that everybody sort of increasingly agrees probably within the philanthropy world that they are important there's still proportionately not that much money philanthropic money being directly um, channeled towards addressing those issues at this point in time and whether that is because the nature and the scale of the problems is such that you know lots of, of philanthropic institutions or donors don't quite see how they can play a meaningful part or whether it's pe- people feel that it you know actually what needs to be done can only be done by changing business behavior or government policy I'm not sure but it's certainly true that at the moment you would kind of quite reasonably expect I think the scale of climate philanthropy to be uh, greater than it than it perhaps is in that context is Bezos's announcement quite an important signal of intent on his part and also kind of a marker that is intended to shape wider philanthropy around him um, I guess the interesting question there, um, potentially thought experiment, is would is the result of such a, a big donation going towards that cause and making such a statement going to be to rally others around the same cause and draw them towards it? Or is it going to have the opposite effect? Is it going to slightly crowd out uh, the, the possibility of other people getting involved in climate issues because they might think, oh, well, you know, Be- Bezos is doing that, so that's already covered? Uh, which that seems unlikely to me in that, you know, $10 billion is a lot of money, but it's, you know, actually in terms of, the, of attempting to address the issues around climate crisis, you know, it's nice, but it's nowhere near enough. And I don't think anybody should would claim that it was. I guess it's more likely that another donor might see that and in terms of those kind of psychological or cultural motivations for philanthropy wanting to be able to claim uh, kind of savior status or to want to get most of the reputational benefit of it it might be off-putting if someone like Bezos is already in there addressing this issue at that kind of scale because most other philanthropists don't have the resources to do things at anywhere near that scale so they might think well I'll focus on something else where maybe you know my money um, is the only game in town and I'll get all the benefit of it um, so you know it's kind of unclear to me at the moment which way that one might go um, I think the other thing to say on this is that the choice of climate as a cause, um, I mean, again, if you were cynically might say, oh, well, you know, he's only doing that to deflect the fact that he's, you know, getting criticism elsewhere for Amazon's business practices uh, and its kind of environmental impact. But I guess, I mean, I, do, I don't suppose that Jeff Bezos is naive and I don't suppose everyone around him is. So they will know that people are likely to scrutinise this donation and put it in that context. So actually, in in making the choice of climate as the cause he wants to address, he must know that people are going to contrast that with Amazon's own business practices and its environmental impact and ask questions about it, and, you know, probably level charges of hypocrisy at him. So actually, you know, it could be argued that it's actually quite a brave 
decision if it is sort of genuinely meaningful and I guess if it is also accompanied by an acknowledgement that the way in which Jeff Bezos uh, conducts his business and makes his money also needs to be a factor if he really genuinely wants to address climate issues as we'll touch on a little bit later. Um, I guess the other thing it's worth saying is that it's also interesting that Jeff Bezos has wants to address an issue that is potentially kind of affecting the future of humanity and the planet but to do so in a way that seems more traditional in some senses than his previous um his previous statements on on these sorts of things might have suggested because in the past actually the only thing that seems to have fired him up that's even vaguely philanthropic um is space travel and the possibility of kind of extraplanetary expansion as a way of securing the future of humanity so he has sort of said you know the only way to deal with these climate issues and secure humanity's future is to uh, get low-cost space travel and you know get moon bases and move to Mars and this sort of thing um, and you know some people might say that's the best of big bet philanthropy and we've kind of discussed this on the podcast before others might say that's absolutely loony tunes um, and you know kind of frightful uh, waste of money when there are much more pressing issues um, at hand now so actually the admission almost on Bezos's part that even if he wants to keep doing that stuff he needs to do some slightly more kind of mainstream work to address the climate crisis as it is now I think is interesting. I just want to come on to to have a bit of a think about what we can tell about the the kind of methods that Bezos might use to do this philanthropy and the approach he might adopt. And I think here it's mostly going to be a long list of questions rather than anything else, because as I've said, we really don't know very much beyond a very brief uh, Instagram post. I guess the questions really are, you know, what are we talking about here with this Bezos Earth Fund? Is this a new foundation that they're setting up, a kind of traditional foundation? Is it, you know, something that is not managed in that way is it a donor advised fund or is it a sort of non-traditional philanthropic vehicle like a limited liability corporation or an LLC in the same way as donors like Mark Zuckerberg with the and Priscilla Chan with the Chan Zuckerberg initiative set their philanthropy up in that way so that they could make commercial investments and get involved in politics and that kind of thing. So far, um, I mean, and that also raises some questions about what they're going to be doing with the money that comes out of that vehicle as well. So um, are they going to be making grants to existing organisations? Are they going to be setting up new organisations? Are they going to be funding operational ventures? Um, one thing that um, some reporting from the New York Times seems to suggest is that they managed to speak to somebody at Amazon who obviously kind of knew more about these things and was willing to say off the record that the new fund is not going to make commercial investments and is not directly connected to Amazon. So it seems like it is focusing more on kind of traditional philanthropy or grant making um, or possibly sort of you know social impact investing but not kind of straightforward commercial investments but that still leaves open a question about you know as I say what it's going to fund I mean it could is it going to fund any advocacy and lobbying to influence government or others as well um, I think there's a big question about what the time horizons are I mean is this if it's a foundation is it going to be set up in perpetuity is it going to have is it going to be limited life if so what sort of lifespan I mean you know lots of people would say well, there's plenty enough to be doing to solve the climate crisis right now, and actually right now is when it needs doing. So if you've got 10 billion, you know, spend it as quickly as possible. Don't try and drag that out. Obviously, the flip side of these things is always, well, actually, you know, one of the strengths of uh, the foundation model is that you can stick with issues over the longer term. So the the appeal of having a, an organisation set up in perpetuity uh, is also there. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I guess in terms of what Bezos himself said about what the fund is going to do, he said, you know, that it's going to fund scientists, activists, NGOs, uh, and he says any effort that offers a real possibility to 
help preserve and protect the natural world. Now, you get into sort of you know Kremlinology trying to pass a, a sentence as short as that to try and determine all the detail, but actually I think there are a few things that, that that kind of raises. I mean, it answers some of the questions about who the potential recipients might be, but to me the question it really raises is where it says that it will fund things that offer a real possibility to help preserve and protect the natural world. That's great. Uh, it sort of raises a question about who's going to assess those possibilities because if it is you know bezos himself or one would assume you know a kind of uh, people who are involved in some sort of organizational structure do they then have additional mechanisms to make that process more democratic and kind of bring on board external uh, experts or you know citizens or do they they keep that themselves in quite a traditional way if they do then potentially that puts a huge amount of power in the hands of those people when it comes to determining the course of action to address climate issues and as with any example of genuinely huge philanthropy the potential there uh, in terms of the kind of impact on policy making and spending around that issue um, is pretty enormous and and you know that's kind of then you lay yourself open to those criticisms about philanthropy being anti-democratic and so yeah it'll be interesting to see where that goes okay uh, in the last segment i just want to go on and uh, look at some of the reactions so far to bezos's announcement and where things might go next so stay tuned for that Okay, in this final section, I want to go on and look at some of the reactions so far to the news of uh, Jeff Bezos's new plans um, and just have a bit of a think about you know where things are going to go next on this issue. Um, so I guess in terms of the reaction, um, it's an interesting one because as we see, it's already brought to light quite a lot of you know the kind of core issues around philanthropy. And I think it sort of demonstrates that, that, that sort of model that we're seeing more and more in terms of these things where the reaction is one of a mix of kind of celebration on, on on, uh, on amongst some people and particularly in this case I think a lot of people have sort of said well you know whatever other concerns we might have that it is great that this money is being given towards this obviously extremely important cause so probably more than a lot of other recent examples of philanthropy there has been quite a lot of congratulation or thanks but there's also I think you know on the, the total opposite end of the spectrum a lot of cynicism where people have kind of questioned Bezos and his motives and the wider context um, and you know taking the opportunity to write quite a lot of polemic attacking him and then in the middle i guess you know the bit that i'm always most interested in and hope to see more of kind of warranted scrutiny of you know what the details of the announcement are and kind of how this fits in some of that wider context that is a bit more nuanced and you know i always kind of hope for for that balance um even if that hope is sometimes in vain i think one of the interesting things to me is whether the reaction in the uk so far um has been if anything more cynical than the reaction in the us um you know there being most of the articles here that weren't straightforward news reports have been ones basically kind of attacking bezos along the lines of well this is all well and good but um isn't it just a kind of hypocritical sham to hide the fact that um you know amazon doesn't pay any tax or it has kind of terrible environmental record um, and not really engaging with any of the the nuance uh, on the other side of it so i mean there was an article in the uh, guardian or the observer i think recently um by simon jenkins which was you know very much along those lines i'm just going to throw in at this point a quick bit of historical context on this because you know i like to do that or i i attempt to, to hold myself back sometimes but it's just interesting to note that the the kind of history of big announcements about philanthropy is one where there's often been quite a lot of criticism as well as praise um and i think there's a lovely article from the times the, the times of london uh, early in the 20th century so it's from their new york correspondent but sort of about the american press 
Harris's reaction to John D. Rockefeller's um, gift of $32 million to the General Education Board, which at that time was the biggest donation there had ever been. Um, But the article says, No better indication of the deep and growing resentment of the American people towards the money power could be provided than the comment in the newspapers this afternoon on Mr. J.D. Rockefeller's gift of $32 million to the General Education Board. One looks almost in vain for an expression of enthusiasm or gratitude in the newspapers. The Evening Post coldly says it believes Mr. Rockefeller's gift is money wisely spent. The Globe remarks that Mr. Rockefeller is properly humble in his letter. The Evening Sun thinks Mr. Rockefeller's donation will not cause any particular excitement. Indeed, it may be taken rather rather as a matter of course. So it's sort of the bemusement on the part of this US correspondent about the uh, American press's reaction to this enormous gift sort of shows that at that time, actually, the American press was, was you know, given quite a lot of scrutiny and wasn't just sort of unquestioningly praising these things. I think another one I'll just quickly throw in um, is a wonderful article I'll put a link in the show notes to from G.K. Chesterton, the, the writer about J.D. Rockefeller and he criticises Rockefeller on a couple of grounds so one is that he basically says you know uh, even if these gifts are big in proportion to the amount of money that Rockefeller has at his disposal they're not big enough so he makes the point he says in order to give one must first have and the multi-millionaire does not truly possess his margin millions he cannot touch them enjoy them or even imagine them Rockefeller decides not to absorb the whole of his own wealth just as he decides with the same generous self-abnegation not to drink up the sea or use up all the heat of the sun so he's sort of saying you know he can never use all this money himself anyway so it's not that generous of him to give it away and then he also questions the the link between the way in which Rockefeller's made his money and his desire to do good through giving it away so he says in the case of Rockefeller the motive is relevant because his philanthropy is as we have seen offered as a defense or expiation of his alleged commercial methods if we are to set that philanthropy as a virtue over against his vices then we have a right to ask if it is really really virtuous the question is about his morality the question is whether he got his millions by tyranny or fraud so you know the point being that um, Chesterton's saying well you know you need to pay attention to the way in which the money was made in the first place and the business practice involved not just say thank you for the donation Um, and I think these are a couple of the criticisms that we can determine in the reaction so far and I think there are a few others and I'll just sort of categorize them very briefly so I think what we've seen so far is same as um, Chesterton I think people saying well Jeff Bezos's gift is fine but it's not enough money Um, And that can either be in the context of his overall wealth. I mean, people pointing out that it's only 7% of his wealth that he's giving. And actually, you know, he'd probably have that money back again within a year. And people also pointing out in in terms of the scale of the problem, it's not enough money. Now, that's a difficult one in a way because, you know, it's not necessarily incumbent on Jeff Bezos to solve the climate crisis on his own. And, you know, a lot of big intractable problems, you you could always make the argument that they require more money than any one person is giving. But, you know, people do sort of make that point. The flip side is some people are saying well it's too much money so actually saying well a gift of this size for an individual to have control over that amount of money as we kind of touched on in the earlier section is anti-democratic so it would be better just to tax the hell out of him take the money and allow the government to spend it uh, instead and that would be more democratic uh, people also uh, sort of raising the, the point that this is only a pledge at this point a kind of promise to do something rather than an actual act um, and you know that's kind of a fair point I think um, and then I think people making the point that um, this this philanthropy and this act of philanthropy might be good in its own right, but it's impossible to ignore contextual factors around Bezos's tax affairs, the tax affairs of Amazon, Amazon's work and labour practices and its environmental impact. So where do we go next from here? So I guess there's just a couple of things here. I think, you know, the first is 
More details, please. So, you know, I think we should have a reasonable expectation that in fairly short order we'll get a lot more detail on how this money is actually going to be spent and what the vehicles are and kind of what the recipients are likely to look like and that kind of thing and what the strategy is. I think another one is given that this is a pledge rather than than the actual donation itself, I think it's vital that we keep track of the delivery of that pledge. So there's some sort of scrutiny on that because the danger is otherwise people make these big pledges um, and then sort of... Uh, all people remember after the event is that they they said that they were going to give this much money and over time that becomes oh yeah i vaguely remember jeff bezos didn't he give 10 billion dollars to solve the climate crisis and actually if no action or not enough action has followed that pledge they get the benefits of all of the good publicity but without actually having to deliver on it so it's very important that there's additional scrutiny it will be interesting to see what impact this has on other philanthropic donors whether it kind of draws them more towards climate issues or pushes them away i guess the other thing you know uh, that i think is interesting is what the reaction to this uh, story tells us about uh, kind of wider attitudes towards philanthropy because i think one thing that concerns me a bit with the way that this story's been received in the uk for instance is is as i've said you know i don't think we should just all sit there and say you know yay thanks jeff and kind of uh, unquestioningly uh, be grateful for these gifts without without any scrutiny. But I do think there's a, a pretty big difference between scrutiny and kind of you know justifiably asking questions about these things and criticising where appropriate and just being cynical. And I do worry that you know because nuance is not an especially fashionable thing these days, um, you know if it ever was, that it's very easy for people who want to launch polemics on these things to kind of willfully gloss over all of these complexities in order to make a, a case that attacks Jeff Bezos but ignores the fact that his case is quite specific in you know in a number of regards I mean actually the scale of what he's doing is very different from the vast majority of philanthropists or donors in the US or anywhere else around the world it's in the US so actually when you're talking about things in the UK you know even if some of the issues read across there are also extremely big differences in terms of context, I mean, we don't really have any donors of the scale of Jeff Bezos for a start. But even if we did, you know, the the cultural background, the nature of the state, the nature of taxation, the way that philanthropy works, all of these things are different over here. And I think it's important to take those factors into account. So, which is not a plea to sort of stop questioning philanthropy, as, you know, I think it would be very odd for, for me to do that at this point in time, given I spend well, almost all of my uh, uh, waking life doing that. I just think that we need to make sure that in applying reasonable scrutiny we don't sort of lapse into the 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 kind of lazy habit of of indulging in polemic for the sake of it because it's you know it's very easy to do and it's quite fun as well but it it also kind of takes um it makes it harder to have some of those kind of necessary and important conversations about philanthropy okay so well i'll just step down off my soapbox again at that point uh and say um that brings things to a close um so i'll put links in the show notes to all of the things that i mentioned there um if you're interested more broadly um Um, in issues around philanthropy um, check out the Giving Thought pages at the CAF website Uh, follow me on Twitter at Rodri underscore H underscore Davis um, or at Philiteracy where I put stuff that's kind of more about history and and kind of academic writing on philanthropy if you've got an idea for topics we could cover on the podcast or people I could interview drop me a line at givingthought at cafonline.org other than that if you like subscribe leave us a nice review wherever you get your podcasts because that helps definitely Um, and other than that I'll see you next time bye Bye.